All right, welcome back here to Crutch's Corner, episode two. Steven Trauma alongside Jim Crutchfield just was at practice. Pleasure to be there. Uh, coach, we're getting closer. Alabama Huntsville on the horizon. How are we feeling? Feeling pretty good, but I was surprised at practice today. You didn't wear the same kicks I expected you to to get in the action. <laughs> now, you sent me that videotape that you were pretty proud of. You're draining threes. You look like the designated shooter for the Miami Heat. Uh, I was disappointed when I looked over. I don't think you were anticipating playing, and I was anticipating no. putting you in the action today. No. But uh, I think you'd have fared pretty well. If I, what I saw on tape, you looked pretty good. This is Crutch's corner, but it's <laughs> going to be Steven's corner right now. Uh, I did play Division three basketball. I am now an L.A. fitness star. And um, one of the guys there, for context, was recording these games. I happened to go off and hit, like, four or five threes. And I said, send me this clip. And then as a joke... Maybe not. Maybe I wanted to be. Maybe I wanted a little bit of. Uh, you immediately ran him. Said, "Did you get all those makes?" Oh, 100%. Not a joke. I, I need the video. 100%. I got to send it to everybody coach. I know. Yep. So I sent it to Coach Crutchfield, and of, I mean, obviously, he's impressed by it. Uh, but no, I, I was not ready to um, get into practice today, and you don't want me in practice. Well, I don't know. know. I mean, in today's age. There's guys have eligibility seem to go on forever. I think you said one year. I think you may have three now. With with new rules, I think (laughs) you you might be around for another two or three years. When you're watching me play, who's the guy that stands out? And then I'm going to tell you who it is that everyone mistakes me for at the heat. Looks-wise and playing-wise. The shooter, Robinson. Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson, without a doubt. Yeah. Matter of fact, when I saw the tape, I thought, what's Duncan playing with those guys for? He's going to get hurt <laughs> playing that pickup game. <laughs> then I realized, wait a second, that's Steven. That's not Duncan. Yeah, I was confused for a while. All right, so let's, uh, <laughs> let's get into the meat and potatoes here. Let's get into your scrimmage yesterday against Florida Southwest. Different. Everybody usually plays in the scrimmage games. Tom's divide up a little more evenly among players, and we're still trying to figure out combinations. But I think I think we're on track. You know, you never really know for sure, really, how your your team is playing until you play somebody else. And we've had a couple of scrimmages, and and I feel like, you know, all right, I, until we scrimmage somebody else, I felt like we were a million miles away from where we should be. Um, you know, and right now, after two scrimmages, I feel like we're only about a couple hundred thousand miles away. So we're <laughs> we're closing in on it. What are some of the things that you kind of took away from what we need to work on? What were some of the things you didn't like from you know, team, team defense, you know, obviously, is one. And is that the hardest thing early on, or does it just depend on the makeup of your team? I think it has to do a little bit with our style of play you know, because we're, we extend our defense, and people talk so much about our full-court pressure, and, and, and I probably am guilty of that, too, that when we get into uh, a game, it's like, well, maybe we haven't talked about lockdown half-court defense. And – a certain percentage of the game, whether it's half the game or more, is going to be played in a half-court set, and we need to work on that too. So that's what we worked on today, uh, you know, half-court defense, half-court offense. But I felt like we need to work on half-court defense, and, you know, we're, it's not going to be an all-transition game about how to run set plays and how to function in a half-court set. And I, I felt like after the, the scrimmage, I thought maybe we didn't do enough of that and teams are going to slow it down on us. So I think we need to work on our half-court stuff a, a little bit more. I thought, you know, in transition, I thought we did a decent job yesterday, uh, both offensively and defensively. Uh, the preseason rankings came out, which I, I know every coach loves when these things come out, especially when you're voted uh, first 99 out of 100 votes. What was your reaction to that? We'll start there. Um, I, I you know, we won the league last year, and when you do that, there's a good chance you're going to be number one in the preseason poll the next year. And that, 
you know, that season's over. I, I wish we were last. I, you know, I, I wish, know you do. I, I go back. And why, to, why is that? You know, because everybody wants to overachieve. Everybody wants to say, uh-huh, I'm better than you thought I was going to be. <laughs> and, and when you're pick number one, it's hard to be a whole lot better than people think you're going to be. And, you know, when I was at West Liberty my first year, we were picked to be last out of a league of 15 teams, and that was good. And then my first year here, we were picked to be last out of 11 teams, and I felt good about that. I, I really, both years, I felt like, ah, we're going to show people what we can do. We're better than you think. It's, it's a lot easier yeah. being the hunter than the hunted. Yeah, you know, it's like you see it written on our, our board. I, I'm tired of being the hunted. I want to be the hunter for a change. So I, I, I'm always I, – I mean, I know I I respect that poll because it comes from the people that I think I respect the most, the coaches in the league. And, and it's it's obviously nice to have someone say, we think you're, you're, you've got a good program. But it's also tough to try to say – we can't do any better than people expect us to do. Right, yeah. right. And the message to your team, I guess, would be the next question on my end. We know that players, they say they don't read all this stuff, but it's hard. I mean, it's hard, especially when you had to hear you that you had last year. Yeah. You're voted number one again. What's your message to your players that, honestly, this is sort of a veteran-like team. I mean, you've got some guys here that are 23, 24 years old. You know, I, I used to try to ex explain to them that it doesn't really mean anything, a preseason poll. You haven't really accomplished anything. And I just gave up on that. I, it's gonna, what's going to happen? They're going to see it. They're going to feel like we must be really good. Then yep. they're, they're going to get smacked in the face. And then they're going to realize, oh, this is how it's going to be. So I'm just waiting to get smacked in the face. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to waste my breath trying to explain to them how we need to work so hard I'll wait till someone comes up and, and gets us pretty good, and then and then then they'll say it for me. <laughs> uh, you look across just the game of basketball, and the scoring is through the roof, and the skill level is also at an all-time high. How have your teams managed to be so dominant in turning teams over year in and year out? You know, it, it's about applying the kind of pressure that they haven't seen in practice the day before. And you give them something that's a little bit different, make them play a little bit faster, and, and you hope some mistakes happen. Um, part of it is also saying, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to beat pressure. We have to evaluate all those and say, okay, how are we going to react to that? You know, last year, you know, end of the year, there was a new style of, like, a, we call it the football player. Everybody sure. lines up and, like, okay, we have to adapt to that and still apply. We're not going to look at any way of beating pressure and say, they got us and, and walk away from what we do. So we have to adapt to different ways that people beat pressure, have an answer for it, and I have to have guys that can make good decisions on the defensive end as much as the offensive end. And we work on that every day. We'll never be as good as I want it to be, but I, I know we're going to get a little better every day. And it, it doesn't stop with our first game. It has to continue on through the season. What's the biggest difference you think right now between last year's team and this year's team? Good or bad? You know, I, I'd say the absence of, of Sekou Silla is probably maybe the biggest difference. Now, we lose, obviously, Nick Smith was a dominant player for us last year and, and was probably the guy that controlled our team more, and that's a huge difference. But Nick Smith would fit into this year's style of play. He adapted to last year's style of play. Sekou was a little different style player. So with him not being there, all of a sudden our style of play makes a little bit of an adjustment i feel like into more of a five-man motion you know he was a guy that's you know we posted up we got the ball to yep. him a lot he yep. scored a lot he, he was a, a typical nba go-to kind of guy 
And I don't know that we have that this year. It's probably more comfortable for me to coach this style than I did last year. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Health-wise, what, what does everyone look like right now? I know some of the guys didn't practice, but how do we feel going into this week as far as your guys? Yeah, I, every day it's, it's an adventure. I mean, what you saw today, uh, I was like, oh, you, you're hurt too. Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't know you were hurt today. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, it, I, my route to the, to the basketball court has changed. I used to just walk down the hallway and into the arena. Now I walk through the training room into the arena and say, well, let's see what we got today in here. And, um, and, and guys are getting hurt. I think our style of play, even in practice, you know, we play hard every day. To it. Yep. You know, and today being a little bit of a, a, a day was an exception. We played more half court, and, and we didn't go crazy up and down the court. But, um, you know, we walk in today, and we got three or four guys on the injured list. And I, I know to be a good team, some of the guys that were sitting out need to be in uniform playing on, on day one. So, yeah, it's. I don't think there's an injury there like Jake Moranville had last year. We're saying you're done for the year. Yeah. You know, basically it's a couple of days off. Let's see if you're better, and, and that's better than someone who's sustained a season-ending injury. I want to get into a couple of the guys again. I was at practice today, and a few guys stood out to me, but one of them was Dallas Graziani. If someone were to ask you that's never seen Dallas Graziani, how does he play? How would you describe? the way that this man plays on the court yeah he's a high energy guy you know and he's got he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and it shows he, I mean he's when you grow up playing and you're that much smaller than everybody else and yet you want to compete at a higher level I think a chip on the shoulder is almost something you have to have you have to you have to prove yourself every day yep. everybody's going to want to take you to the rim everybody's going to want to post you up you know everybody's going to want to trap you and you have to be able to fight that. And he has the right mentality to do that. He brings good energy to the court, and I think that's really important for us. He's another guy that, you know, he was playing maybe six or seven games last year, then broke his foot, had to sit out the whole year. Yep. Uh, so he's also between he's set a – he's a guy that's – he's a gym rat, and he's more than a gym rat that's like, let's go work on our shooting or let's go work on this. He's like a gym rat, like let's go play. And he didn't get a play two years ago because of the COVID season. He didn't play last year with a broken foot. Eight games last year. He's, he's got to be chomping at the bit. He's yep. got to be ready to go. So I'm hoping that will be a positive thing, not a negative thing. But I was describing as high-intensity, fun-to-watch little guy. What is he going to bring back this year for you guys that you maybe lacked last year? Yeah, I, I think it's more of we need to replace Nick Smith. And, and Nick Smith – uh, brought a lot of intensity to the court, and guys followed his lead. I think he needs to bring that to the table. I don't. I don't think that we can, you know, add beyond last year. I think that's just. A, you know, we we were so good at that last year with Nick there. I think we're trying to get back to that point with the loss of he and Eddie Puisis, and I think Dallas can help fill a void. But that was one of our strong suits last year. Yep. Uh, I, I think he can definitely f help as far as, you know taking some of the responsibility of what Nick did last year. Thomas Murphy and Will Yockham, both transfers coming into the program. Uh, older, right, 23, 24 years old. What are the advantages to bringing in veteran guys into your program? Well, Will Smith is, is Will Smith. <laughs> it's not Will Smith. Will Yoakum. Yeah. Will Yo <laughs> he doesn't even look like Will Smith. No. Will Yoakum is um, 
Where did you get Smith from? I, you know, you know, you have to go to a psychologist for that one probably. But uh, because we're talking Nick Smith, I think right now. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's um, fair. But Will, he he brings in a game that's so similar to ours already. I, he, I recruited him out of high school six years ago. Uh, West Liberty University is playing the exact same system. They do the exact same drills in practice. Everything is the same. So his learning curve is so small that he's he's ready to go. Yep. And you know, I, his style of play was already suited for, for us. That's why I recruit him out of high school. And now he's just uh, 15 pounds heavier and a little bit more experienced, a little bit more mature. Um, Tom, Thomas is Murphy is he's I like the fact he's a guy that's kind of a little bit of a student of the game mm. and he was looking for a challenge and something different and the way we play meets it you know we're talking today you know he and I are talking after practice and he's like excited about what we do and he knows it he struggles every single day with it a little bit but he's slowly but surely gaining ground trying to get to the point where he's making his coach happy and I and I'm I'm almost never happy, so so he, he's working on it. And, and, you know, you see I, I'm on him every day about you didn't go to the boards, you didn't yep. do this, didn't do that. And he's in, instead of being like, well, why is he on me? He's like, yeah, I, I got to do that. Yep. That's one more thing I got to do. I'll work on that. So it's a pleasure to coach that. I want to get into the Alabama-Huntsville game in uh, November 5th, really coming up. I mean, this thing moves fast. But um, before that, let's just talk about the, the Sunshine State Conference. Uh, from your year one to now, what have you seen with that conference, um, the changes within the game? Um, now this conference was really good when I got here and is really good right now. But I think, not to say that we've changed the conference, but because we've won it two of the last three years and our style of play is a little different than what they'd had in the past. It was fairly up-tempo, but yet I think the conference has swung our way a little bit sure. and become more of a aggressive pressure defense and more of an up-tempo offense um, trying to match us. You're not going to change Rollins. He's really good at what he does up there, the coach <laughs> is, and, then, and they're going to play his zone, and they're going to be really good at it. But uh, yeah, I, I think the conference is a little bit more – like we play now than when I first got here. Mm. And you look around this conference, what are some of the teams, and I know every coach will say every team you have to, but from last year, I guess, going into this year, what are some of the teams that, you know, you definitely have your eye on? Uh, that is a tough one. And, you know, I think that there are some teams, uh, Embry-Riddle uh, with Coach Ritter and the way he does business up there and his team, they're going to be really good. And, and Rollins, you know, we they have the great players back. They brought in some good players. And we escaped two losses from them. They, they, had, they were winning right down to the wire against us both games. And, and that's always a tough one. But, you know, I, I look at it and I thought, well, you know, I don't think Tampa's going to be real strong this year because they lost a couple of really good players. And, and uh, then I look and see where they had Stetson down three. Stetson made a shot at the buzzer to get him into overtime last night. And, and Stetson is a, a coached by a good coach, Donnie Jones. It, uh, it, it's like these, these teams, are, they are all good. It's, it's different than the league I came from. I felt like where, where I came from, the Mountain East Conference, the, the top of the league at that time, it was Wheeling, West Liberty, and Fairmont, where it's just about as good as anybody in yep. the country. But they didn't lose to the other teams. You come down here, I don't care how good you are, it's really tough 
not to lose to the other teams in the league, not just the top teams, but every single team. Uh, I know it's easy to say, well, wait a second, you didn't lose to anybody last year. I'm still trying to figure that one out. I really have not figured that out. It may never happen again in, in, in a decade, so we'll see. I got a couple of questions uh, regarding the Miami scrimmage. What, what happened this year? Why were you guys not <laughs> able to reach an agreement, you and Coach Laranega? Uh, power struggle. It was a power struggle. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, Coach Laranega – who I really like. I think he's a great coach and a great game, guy. Uh, first two games he was there. Oh, he's a celebrity now. Yeah, you he know, is. once he started dancing in the NCAA tournament in the locker room, there was no stopping him. He <laughs> was a, he was a celebrity. But uh, you know, uh, he came up and hung out with us one day, which was really cool here at practice. And and I pinned him down in front of our players and said, Coach, you, you're going to play us next year, right? And in, in front of the in front, front of, of our players, I thought so. I thought I'm, I'm going to put to pressure. I'm going to I'm going to marry him to the idea. <laughs> And he said, absolutely, we are definitely going to play you next year. So it was a done deal. But then they had a shakeup in their athletic director's office. And the new athletic director was a graduate of Indiana University of Pennsylvania. And he's, he, uh, he came to Coach Laranega and, and said, we, we, would, we want you to play my alma mater. And uh, Coach Laranega, being the good guy he is and the good Miami Kane, he said, sure. And and he said, we're going to go ahead and play IUP maybe in the future. So we're hanging on to that. Yep. I don't want to make him mad because I, I want to play him next year. But yep. I, I appreciate the fact that Coach Laranay agreed to play us last year. And hopefully we'll get back there next year. I was pulling for them all year long. Yep. I really like him, and I really like the, the program down there. And he's done a great job. And and a tough. I think it's a tough place to coach because I, we were down there in an exhibition game, and not a whole lot of people cared what they did. Yeah. Uh, he's, he doesn't have, you know, that crazy crowd behind him until you, until you make it to the Final Four, I guess. And but once you figure out that scrimmage marriage the next couple of seasons, <laughs> you got to bring him on here. we got to get him on here. We'll give him, we'll give him more money to come here, and he will <laughs> give me to go there. That much I can absolutely guarantee. You always hear about these, well, we get an exhibition game with a D1 because we're going to make some money. Yeah. I will give my – whatever he says we'll give to go down there, I'll give a couple grand more to come here. That that you can guarantee. <laughs> what does a scrimmage do uh, for your players when you face a team like Miami? Especially, I mean, I know we look past this eight months later. They get to the Elite Eight, and it's like, holy buckets, we had the – I mean, we – I think you guys ended up losing by 10 or, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, with, with three or four minutes to go, we were down four, and then Nick Smith and Sekou both fouled out. And RJ didn't play that game. So we were a little shorthanded to start with, but uh, and we got off to a slow start. Um, it was good for both programs. It really was. I know Coach Laranega is the kind of guy, he used it to his advantage. There was some things we did. We out-rebound him, I think, 18-2 to two on the offensive boards, and – I know that he drilled his players on that to the yep. point where he it helped them on their defensive rebounding, without a doubt. Yep. And and with us, it was kind of an encouraging thing because we were down, we made a run on, so it was a little bit of a confidence thing, like we can play with anybody. Yep. So uh, it was good for both programs. We'll play we'll play a D1 exhibition game anywhere in the country. It's always good for a D2. We we have nothing to lose. Absolutely. We get to be the hunter for a change. So Absolutely. I'm always ready for that. All right, November 5th, Alabama-Huntsville. When do you start preparing for this game as a coach? Uh, August. 
August. Okay. <laughs> so first game you are you are preparing uh, in August. For yeah, this. it's a big game. So we're 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 preparing for that. Maybe not even without saying Alabama Huntsville or without showing any video, which we haven't got to that yet. But sure, we we know what kind of team they are, and we're preparing ourselves to play against a team like them. It, it is a big game. It's an in-region game. So, uh, you know, basically this week. We'll start looking at Huntsville, and, and the players had a chance to see them last year and saw them beat Barry right here on our court. Mm. They had Embry-Riddle down at halftime. Uh, they were very impressive. They got everybody back plus more, and they're very well coached. 23-11 and 11 last year, Alabama-Huntsville was. What are some of the things that stick out to you on film and when you saw them in person last year? I, I think the, their ability to share the ball. They got some guys who are individually really good, and they're hard to guard one-on-one. And they use that to their advantage, but they still stay within the framework of the team concept, which is not that easy to do. And it basically says good coaching. Um, I'm good on the, the coaching and the basketball perspective. Who's your NFL team? Let's do that just real quick. I'm a Buffalo Bill fan right oh. now. Oh, right now. I, yeah, and I, I guess I have been for a long time. Uh, I think it started with Doug Flutie. Um, you know, I was kind of a Doug Flutie fan, and, and when he was with the Bills, I started cheering for them. And uh, then there was a kid that uh, that played for my brother in high school basketball back in West Virginia. They ended up being their backup quarterback named Van Pelt. And he was he was playing for the Bills. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, he's a local boy, played high school basketball, Grafton High School, ended up going to Pitt, being a good player there. And then uh, I, I just ended up still cheering for, for the Bills. And then you know, their latest addition of quarterback. How could you not root for Josh him? Allen. I mean, he's like the all-American Gamer. guy. He's he, he, he doesn't run out of bounds. He lowers his shoulder into people. He doesn't <laughs> dive. He's unbelievably talented. He's in the hospital talking to kids that are sick. He's just, you know, he's the guy you should root for. Yep. So I'm a Bill fan. Coach Crutchfield confirmed uh, Buffalo Bills fan. Thank you so much, Coach, for doing this, and we will talk next week. It's always fun.